0: Welcome to the Poor Charles 411. Today, we're talking about Alexis Davis. And we've been saying for so long that we just need to do her 411. And this kind of just got thrown in last minute because of the show doing her 25th anniversary, even though she didn't debut until... September. So we still could have had time, but in light of them kind of touching on her past, right? We thought it was timely to do a deep dive yes, on her past. And it's not even a deep dive. It's like a baby pool dive <laughs> because we only did general hospital fandom and didn't watch anything on YouTube because we would not be able to do this for another like year. Right. There was too much. She's amazing. Like, she is. she's been
1: through I feel like we remember most of it though. Like obviously I think so, watching too. it, getting the experience again adds to the conversation. But everything that she did that was like a big deal was a big deal enough it sticks out in right. your head. So I don't feel like we needed to watch. I I watched a few minutes. It would have been enjoyable to do it. Yes. But I, I feel like we would have needed another month just to sit back and enjoy it all. Exactly. So Nancy Lee Gron
0: is known for her Emmy-winning portrayal of Julia Wainwright on Santa Barbara, and she made her first appearance as Alexis on September 26, 1996, on a recurring basis. And in June 97, which that's pretty darn quick, that's like nine months, isn't it? Yeah. She was put on contract. She only had one temporary recast when her father passed away. Uh, Susan Dial temporarily played her from November 2001 to March 2002, and then here we are where she's been here for 25 years. She's never taken a break. That's crazy. And I, cause I started to think about it and I was like, Oh, but then why haven't they also done Jason? Right. He's left. Oh. Jack's because he's yeah. left. Right. So they're not going to give them the 25 years of Jax, Right. Because we haven't. Yep. They left. Mm-hmm. It's not like they got. Yeah. Yeah. But we did do 35 years of Anna Devane and Anna left. That's true. Maybe because it was 35. And they did 35 years of Felicia. Maybe All 30, right, we got to work on maybe this. Maybe you need
1: another 10 years. We need to know their criteria you.
0: for why we acknowledge certain people's, although Jason was Jason Quartermain first, and then Jason Morgan. Right. But still, I don't think we did 25 years of Jason. No. No. Okay. We, we just need to know what your curti- criteria is here, guys. Maybe they
1: can't do 25 years of Jason, though, because part of the 25 years is remembering the past, and Jason doesn't remember all that.
0: But don't you think Monica could could be telling? Oh, I guess maybe. Maybe telling um Danny. Danny. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, write to them. Let them know. Okay. <laughs> we figured this out. I don't know. Or 25 years of Jax, you know, because mm. he's – and we haven't done 25 years of Carly, Even though we've had multiple portrayers of her, that'd be awesome because I think all four of them Uh could come back. (laughs) And Carly actually just had her 25 year. I think it was this month. I think that it was in April 2006 or 1996, 2006. What am I talking about? (laughs) Yeah, she first appeared April 5th, 1996. So why are we doing Alexis's 25 years and
1: not Carly's? Okay. 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 Maybe they'll do that when Sunny comes back, because it'll be part of, I've been in love with you since I started. Okay. But this one's actually April. I understand. Okay. And I just mean, it. maybe that's what's going to push them forward. Like when he doesn't remember, she'll be like, here's remember. the past 25 years. Yeah. Okay. We were here. We were there.
0: Blah, blah, blah. Okay. That's all I can think of. Okay. So we're here to talk about Alexis, but this <laughs> just really got us thinking about yeah. all the other people that joined at the same time yeah granted it's been the same person for 25 years though so we have to give her a ton of credit on that so
1: Mm -hmm. um where was i we were starting Uh, are we reading background or are we just going to work it in there so i guess we can do like the quick background
0: of just that mikos's wife because we saw this on last week's episode that she was remembering her dad and everything but then what they they talked about it they talked about it but they didn't show it right That Helena slit her mom's throat in, with the knife that Julian then held to her throat. Right. Which Alexis mentioned mm-hmm. during her therapy session. But her mom had been killed right in front of her. And so she developed partial amnesia and forgot her true identity. So then Alexis was taken to Mikos' house to be raised as a poor relative with the last name Dave, David Davidovich. Sure. Sure. While her infant sister, Christina, disappears. Helena and her half-brother, Stavros Casadine, torment her. But her other half-brother, Stefan Casadine, who believes that she is his cousin, protects her, gaining her loyalty. And then as a teenager, she went away to boarding school and blah, 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 blah. And in 1996, Stefan instructed Alexis to change her name to Davis and brings her to Port Charles to aid in the legal side of his vendetta against Luke Spencer, the husband of his former lover, laura spencer alexis is protective of stefan and her nephew nicholas cassadine because this is also when we got nicholas yes Mm, so many people have 25 years but again he's left Mm -hmm. a few times right and been recast a few times going as far to make stefan believe that his lover catherine bell was actually his half-sister natasha alexis tried to make stefan think that catherine was actually natasha and then upon learning of her deception, Stefan banishes her from his life.
1: I remember them having issues. I don't, they didn't remember that it had to do with pretending that Catherine was the half sister. Right. When she in fact was. Right. Luke helps her discover her true identity as the real
0: Natasha and Helena uses this to force Alexis to aid her in an attempt to wrest control of the Cassidine empire from Stefan. In turn, giving Alexis the princess birthright she deserves. Okay. However, Alexis did not want to become like the rest of the cruel, murderous Cassidines and gave up her position as princess. Alexis falls in love with Ned Ashton, but marries Jasper Jacks as part of a convoluted plan to help her best friend, Chloe Morgan, save her company. And we talked about this whole thing like yes. a year ago in the Poor Charles 411. Mm-hmm. Chloe eventually loses her company and Alexis and Jacks divorce. She reluct- reluctantly accepts Ned's proposal and the two plan a massive wedding. However, her doubts get the
1: better of her and she leaves a devastated Ned at the altar, which we saw. Yes, this week she was like, why did I ever run away from you? Yep. Alexis reluctantly becomes a lawyer for mob boss Sonny Carinthos and aids Sunny and his enforcer, Jason Morgan, in their various legal struggles. I like the way that's written. Their yep. struggles. <laughs> including custody disputes. After Sunny is arrested, Alexis convinces him to marry her enemy hit her enemy. Why was that her enemy? Cause she didn't like Carly, but I don't know that they were enemies. Okay. After Sonny is arrested, Alexis convinces him to marry her enemy, Carly Roberts, so that she would be unable to testify against him. She and Sonny bonded over their mutually complicated relationships and their affection for troubled teen Xander Smith. Sunny went on to save her life when she, Xander, Sunny and Emily Quartermain were attacked by a rival mafia family. Yes. Why does that make you so happy? (laughs) Because that's when it was really good. (laughs) That was really good. Not like it's not. Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? (laughs) Alexis is devastated by the murder of Chloe, but was comforted by Jax who found her presumed dead sister, Christina Carter. Through this, Sunny has been her support. Christina claims her birthright and becomes a Cassidy princess. Despite Helena's plots to attempt to murder her, Sunny also learned that he had a half-sister, Courtney Matthews. And Courtney and Christina both notice the deep bonding between Alexis and Sunny. Ooh. (laughs) When Courtney elopes with Sunny's enemy, AJ Quartermain, he decides to have AJ killed. (sighs) (laughs) Alexis is able to get Sonny to reverse the decision, and Sonny realizes how much Alexis means to him. Oh, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That night, Sonny and Alexis make love, which is witnessed by his ex-wife, Carly. A distraught Carly is in a car accident, and Alexis encourages Sonny to return to his wife. Alexis learns she is pregnant, but decides against telling Sonny who is turned against Xander and is threatening his life? Ned, who is dating. Oh, Christina, the sister, Christina. Yes. Sorry for a yes. second. I'm like, what? Ned, who is dating Christina claims to be the father. Christina learns the truth, but is critically injured in a warehouse explosion meant for Sunny and decides to keep her secrets, her sister's secret before dying at Christina's memorial service. The devastated Alexis berates Sunny, Jason and Roy DeLuca and reminds Sunny that her Cassidine ancestors were ruling countries when his were trolling into the fields with the other peasants. <laughs> I I love the way that she would say that. Like I can see I can see her saying that yeah. even now. Alexis gives birth to a very
0: premature baby girl whom she names Christina. She and Ned furiously work to keep Sunny from learning the truth. When Luis Alcazar threatens the life of their daughter, Alexis confronts him and he accidentally falls to his death. She fakes dissociative identity disorder. To avoid jail time, while Ned is given custody of Christina, as Ned and Sky Quartermain try to regain full custody of the baby, Alexis disguises herself as a man named Dobson mm-hmm. and begins working at the Quartermain mansion to be closer to her daughter. This was the best. It was. The it was best. the best worst storyline ever. But
1: it was so good. But yes,
0: but like this is that's the one that we have been saying. Like we need to just do a full on thing about Dobson. We will, we will, but watch it. It's so good. Ned eventually drops the suit and gives her full custody of her daughter. And the thing, the reason why she did it is because they thought that she was dangerous for Christina. So they're really not diving into a lot here, but there was serious concerns about Christina's well-being During a fire at the Port Charles Hotel, Alexis reveals to Carly that Sonny is actually Christina's father. Fellow lawyer Rick Lansing flirts with Alexis a lot. When they see each other in the courtroom, at first Alexis pushes him away and is not interested in a relationship, but slowly falls for him as well. Rick is Sonny's half-brother and is aware that Christina is actually Sonny's daughter. He pursues Alexis initially to get even with Sonny, but ends up falling for her as well. Of course he does.
1: How could you not? When Christina is diagnosed with leukemia and needs a bone marrow transplant, Sunny learns the truth, and it is discovered that Christina's only hope for survival is in the stem cells from the unborn child of Sunny and his former (sighs) lover, Sam McCall. Lila. As Christina will not survive long enough for the baby to be born, Alexis attempts to convince Sam to induce labor two weeks early. When Sam refuses, afraid for her child, Alexis grows desperate, insulting and guilting her into giving in, a decision she quickly regrets when Sam collapses and ultimately loses the baby. However, Christina nonetheless gets the stem cells she needs to survive.
0: The thing that we have to remember here is that... She didn't know. And they hated each other. I mean, they hated each other yes
1: rick and alexis get married as a way to fight sunny when he files for custody of christina however sunny abruptly agrees to shared custody and alexis is given sole custody of christina
0: rick and alexis's marriages grow strained after she finds out that rick knew about christina they reunite though when christina is kidnapped and later rescued During this time, Alexis finds out that she's pregnant. AJ is revealed as the kidnapper of Christina and is later killed. Sonny confesses to the crime, and Alexis wants him to go to prison to protect Christina. However, Rick throws the case, and Sonny gets acquitted, knowing that Sonny was not responsible. Alexis and Rick grow apart, and Rick sleeps with FBI agent Reese Marshall. However, they reunite when Alexis gives gives birth to Rick's daughter, Molly Lansing. Alexis is also appointed as district attorney for the city.
1: During this time, she becomes the defending lawyer for Manny Ruiz, a serial killer who has tormented and stalked Jason and Sam for months after he apparently reforms. Jason and Sam insist that Manny is faking and that things will end badly, but Alexis refuses to heed their warning and successfully gets Manny acquitted. Ironically, Jason and Sam's warning proved true when Manny reverts to his old ways by kidnapping Elizabeth Weber. How many times has she been kidnapped? I was just going to say that so many
0: times. Later during an encephalitis epidemic, Alexis receives the last antidote. This results in the death of Sam's mentally handicapped older mm. brother Danny, which only increases Sam's animosity towards Alexis. After several brushes with death, Alexis decides to find the daughter she gave up for adoption when she was a teen. Alexis learns that Sam is actually her daughter, but Sam hates Alexis and blames her for all of her recent problems. The two continue to butt heads over Sam's relationship with Jason. That's putting that mildly. Yes. Very. (laughs) Very mildly. And she did not receive the
1: news that she was her daughter very well either.
0: No. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Those were some good scenes between the two of them. Oh, so good. Fighting it out. Alexis convinces Jason to break up with Sam after she was shot by Manny, which causes more conflict between mother and daughter. Sam moves in with Alexis, who is having marital problems with Rick. However, Manny eventually kidnaps Sam once more and Jason teams up with the police to stop him. Mac Scorpio is quick to throw it in Alexis's face that the entire ordeal is her fault for setting Manny free in the first place. You go, Mac.
0: When Alexis discovers that Jason's best friend Carly is trying to keep him and Sam is trying to get him and Sam back together, Alexis confronts Sam and attempts to convince him to stop Carly from doing so, eventually leading to an argument with Sam. Alexis furiously suggests that Sam live elsewhere to prevent Christina and Molly from being exposed to her pathetic, degraded attitude, while Sam insists that Alexis sees her as trash and hates that she is her daughter, although Alexis appears visibly hurt by her accusations. Infuriated and hurt, Sam gets drunk and ends up oh, having sex with Rick. It's so gross. Alexis and Jason both witness this. And Jason takes Alexis to the hospital where she suffers uncontrolled
1: coughing. Alexis is diagnosed with second stage lung cancer and pretends to have not seen her husband and daughter having sex. Again, no blood, but still. Yuck. Rick takes over as DA and Alexis pushes him together with Sam while she begins chemotherapy. Eventually she furiously confronts the two and attempts to take full custody of Molly, Due to the rigors of chemotherapy, the judge instead awards full custody to Rick. When his father, Trevor Lansing, comes to town as part of the Zakara Mafia organization, he returns Molly to her mother's care and the two settle on joint custody. At least he did that right.
0: Yeah. When Sam shoots and apparently kills Diego Alcazar in front of Christina, this is baby Christina, yep. badly traumatizing her and rendering her mute for several months, this combined with Sam's tryst with Rick leads Alexis to cut Sam out of her life completely. However, the two continue to be drawn together for Christina's sake and because Sam wants to help Alexis fight her cancer. They finally reconcile when Alexis volunteers to be Sam's defense attorney when she is tried for Diego's murder. Ultimately, Sam is cleared of all charges due to a lack of evidence and Alexis goes into remission.
1: Alexis returns to her job as the DA, forming a very close friendship with attorney Diane Miller. Woo-hoo. Yay! And also beginning an affair with the criminal Jerry Jacks. Not so yay. Her ex-brother-in-law. Right. Although
0: that she marriage really... was never consummated, so could that really be... She really keeps it in the family, though.
1: She does. Well, we talked about this. Yes. How many brothers has she slept with? Mm-hmm. Okay. After Michael Corinthus is shot in an attempt on Sunny's life, Sunny agrees to sign away parental rights... To his sons with Carly, but refuses to do the same with Christina. Alexis had to adjust when Jerry has no. Nope. Alexis had to adjust when Jerry had been supposedly killed and protected him when he snuck into Sonny's house. Alexis learns that Jerry has been part of Michael's shooting. Not cool, dude. Mm-mm. Don't shoot my kid's brother,
0: man. Months later, Alexis is involved in the case of the death of Brianna Hughes, Mayor Floyd's mistress. She tries to balance that with raising Christina, now a teenager, because, you know, sore ass. Yep. And Molly, who's now 11, magically. When Mayor Floyd is arrested for murdering Brianna, he reveals to the press that he and Alexis had an affair. Christina is there when he makes this announcement and is shocked by this, and is shocked and upset by this. Christina helps Molly deal, but when Molly keeps finding gossip postings online about Alexis, she bans Molly from using the computer mom <laughs> as a result of the scandal alexis finds out that her post as da is in jeopardy diane tries to help her out by getting jason morgan Sonny's main enforcer to stay in lockup for a week to make alexis look good but ada louise addison ends up being put on the case when the Port charles city hall tells alexis to step down
1: mm. when claudia Claudia Corinthos, Sonny's wife, is run off the road and has a miscarriage. Michael is arrested for this. Alexis tries to work on a plea bargain for Michael with Carly, but Carly refuses, saying Michael wasn't responsible and she believes it was Alexis. Michael is released and he ends up fleeing the country with Christina. Alexis is furious and blames Michael for messing up Christina's life. Really? Sam, however tells Alexis that Christina has been rebellious and emotionally distraught for a while, and it was not Michael's fault her attitude suddenly changed. Sam tells Alexis that Christina believes she needs to be perfect for her mother. Alexis initially refuses to believe this but eventually does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's those mommy issues we're talking about in the weekly recap. <laughs> Jax gets
0: Diane to have both Alexis's cars impounded in connection to Claudia's accident. He tells Alexis that he wants Carly, his wife, to stop worrying for the sake of their unborn baby, which is Mm just. However, evidence reveals that one of Alexis's cars was the one that ran Claudia off the road. Alexis immediately confesses to the crime, but Jax cuts her off and calls Diane to defend her. Alexis reveals to Diane that Christina was the one who ran Claudia off the road. Alexis is charged with reckless driving, as well as the murder of Brianna Hughes, This leads to her being
1: fired as the DA. When Molly hears what happened to her mom, she goes to her cousin, Nicholas, for help. Nicholas manages to negotiate a plea bargain, and Alexis is given six months of community service, serving as a pro bono lawyer for running Claudia off the road. Okay, wait. She got six months for running people off the road and killing people, but three years for attempted? They need to relook at their sentencing criteria. Christina is brought home by Sam after Alexis teams up with Sunny to help Christina. Alexis reassures Christina that she loves her and doesn't, and that she doesn't have to be perfect for her. But the situation dissolves into an argument between herself and Sam over whether or not Alexis is too lenient on Christina. In the end, Sam loses her patient and leaves, leaving a shocked Alexis with the warning that Christina will spiral out of control someday. Shortly afterwards, Sam and Jason rekindle their old romance, though she still has her doubts. Alexis respects Sam's choice at this time and chooses not to interfere. that was the first write that down. (laughs) (laughs) I think that might be the only, so we'll just
0: (laughs) in September, 2009, Alexis attends the GH carnival with Molly and Christina. There she is hounded by Andrea Floyd, the mayor's wife who taunts that she is not going to be with her daughters much longer when she goes to prison for murdering Brianna. Edward Quartermain ends up driving his car through the carnival when he suffers a heart attack at the wheel. He ends up hitting Andrea, who is killed instantly, and narrowly misses Alexis. Alexis frantically searches for Molly and Christina, but finds no sign of them. In the hospital, she finds Molly, but Christina was buried in the rubble when the car drove through the ride she was on. She's eventually found by Michael. Andrea is revealed to be Brianna's killer, as well as responsible for the crash,
1: because she drugged Edward. (sighs) Alexis is cleared of the charges. Yay. For Thanksgiving in 2009, Sam, Christina, and Molly all team up with Robin Scorpio to set Alexis up with Robin's uncle. I remember yes, that. It was so, so sweet. sweet. Police Commissioner Max Scorpio. Alexis and Mac figure it out, though, when they show up at Robin's house for dinner. Though they're disappointed the kids were scheming, they decide to enjoy dinner as a family. They soon go on a date together at Jake's on their own wish. Christina and Molly later invite Mac over to their house during Christmas and bring Mac and Alexis together under the mistletoe where Mm. they kiss on New Year's Eve. Alexis lets Kiefer Bauer, Christina's boyfriend into the house and finds out that he's there because she has a date with Mac. Alexis is upset that Christina and Molly kept setting her up, but they later inform their mom that Mac called and was the one who set up the date. She later agrees when Mac shows up, but they get stranded when her car breaks down. They end up dancing in the headlights while ringing in the new year. You know, Oh, it was sweet. (laughs) I just knew you were going to. I'm beaming. It was sweet. (laughs) Matt comes to her house on Valentine's day to give her a present. And they end up making out on the couch. just as all three of her daughters walked (sighs) in. Alexis is mortified, but Christina tells her she shouldn't be ashamed of dating a guy who actually respects her. Truth. Do you
0: know? Okay, so I really like how they did her thing, but it would have been great to do a what if episode with her. Yes. Like, what if she had actually married Ned? What if things had worked out with Mac? Like, all of that. Maybe
1: we'll do that in September. Can we get Carly one first? <laughs> I think it's funny that Christina is talking about boys that respect you when she's dating Kiefer. But, okay. Yeah.
0: In 2010, Sunny is put on trial for Claudia's murder in February, and Alexis serves as a co-counselor to help Christina see that her father is not a bad person. She later joins Diane's law firm. In March 2010, Alexis comes home from a night out with Molly and finds Christina gone in the house a mess when she gets a call that Christina was admitted to the hospital and goes to GH, where she finds out that Christina was assaulted. This was hard to watch. Mm -hmm. When Christina defends Ethan Lover as her... (laughs) When Christina identifies Ethan Lovett as her attacker, <laughs> Sonny overhears sorry, this is horrible that I'm laughing up. <laughs> Okay. Sonny overhears this and goes to kill Ethan, but he is stopped by Ethan's brother, Lucky Spencer, as well as his son, Dante
1: Falconeri. He comes back to the hospital and Christina begs him not to go after Ethan, just as Alexis comes in. Christina pleads with her mom to not let Sonny kill Ethan. Alexis agrees and goes outside to talk to Sonny, who is furious that his daughter has been beat up the same way his mother was and refuses to not do anything. Alexis angrily retaliates that it's not about what Sonny wants, but what Christina wants. She tells him to let Ethan be prosecuted by the law and to not cause Christina one more minute of pain. Sonny reluctantly agrees. Sam later confesses to
0: Alexis that she helped Christina get birth control pills and made Sam swear not to tell her mother. Alexis finally realizes that Christina's in a ton of pain and emotionally mess because she feels like she can't measure up to her mother's standards and tries to prove to Christina that that's not true. Alexis's friendship with Luke, Ethan's father starts to go sour due to this incident, especially after Christina convinces Alexis to drop the charges. However, on April 2nd, 2010 does not feel like that long ago. Mm -hmm. Alexis finally discovers that Kiefer is the one who has been abusing Christina. She arrives at home and walks right past him just before finding a bruised and bloodied Christina unconscious on the floor. They did such a good job with the storyline. It was horrible, Yep, but they did great job. Um, she takes Christina to the hospital on the way. She runs down Kiefer, but doesn't stop due to her shock.
1: And she really was in shock. Absolutely. She wanted to get her daughter to the hospital. Yes. Yeah. That's what, that's where she was. Exactly. But you could see it in her face if you watch that. Clip. Oh but yeah. She is absolutely in shock. Yep. Christina finally identifies Kiefer as her attacker, but she has to deal with the emotional trauma when she finds out Kiefer died in a hit and run. Alexis covers up her guilt for a while, but she finally goes and confesses to Mac. Mac charges her, but lets her go, and she goes back to the hospital and tells Christina she's the one who hit Kiefer. Christina forgives her, but Kiefer's parents, grief stricken and overwrought, both harass Alexis and Christina over Kiefer's death, going as far as denying that he even hit, that he ever hit Christina. Alexis asks Jax, a friend of the Bowers, to get them off Christina, and he agrees. Christina is later discharged, and Alexis takes her home, unsure of what's going to happen next. On her way out, Alexis enc- encounters Nicholas, who has become aware of Alexis and Christina's situation. He brings them both to Windermere to spend time with his son, Spencer, which actually helps Christina. Alexis later thanks Nicholas for helping Christina smile again. Helena, however, comes in while she is there, and Alexis becomes worried of her intentions to help the family. Knowing she has an ulterior motive because it's Helena and when doesn't she, but she's not sure what it is. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we know if Helena's there, that's something bad's happening.
0: Sunny is acquitted when it's discovered that Michael was the one who killed Claudia. Alexis, like everyone else, is left shocked and upset when Judge Carroll unfairly sentences Michael to five years in Pattonville. Oh. Just now thinking about that in like where she's getting three. Yeah. Right. Alexis begins to worry about her chances of escaping prison time for the key- for Kiefer's hit and run because she essentially did the same thing Michael did. However, thanks to Diane's maneuvering, Alexis gets off with a suspended sentence and community service. Unfortunately, Kiefer's father, Warren Bauer, pushes a civil suit in retaliation.
1: In early June, Christina begins to pretend to date Johnny Zakara, Sunny's enemy. It's so gross because you think of all the people that Sunny's been with in the age ranges. Sorry. And-
0: she started pretend dating Johnny Zakara, who was her brother's mom's ex-boyfriend. <laughs>
1: um, okay. In order to spite her father and ignores everyone's warning that doing so is dangerous, with tensions between Johnny and Sunny reaching a boiling point, Alexis visits Jason in Pettenville, hoping that he might convince Johnny to back off. Jason tells her that he is not certain if he will be able to do anything, but nonetheless, Nonetheless, makes some good points in the argument. Before leaving, Alexis admits to Jason that she admires him for sacrificing so much for Michael. Christina ultimately learns her lesson the hard way when she is caught in a car bomb meant for Johnny. Fortunately, Christina survives with minimal injuries. There's lots of car bombs for his people, too, that were meant for someone else. Furious, Alexis confronts Sonny and has no choice but to believe him for the time being when he denies any part in the bomb. Warren embarks on a campaign to make Alexis
0: and Christina pay for Kiefer's demise and turn to the citizens and turn the citizens over to his side. But everyone only hampers him. Eventually on July 23rd, 2010, Warren snaps and openly and opens fire at the hospital, critically wounding Mac and Ethan before being shot and killed by Mac himself. I love when Mac does that stuff because you just never, I mean, we know that he's a cop and like all that stuff, but yeah, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would just know. When Sonny and Alexis discover this, Alexis becomes very upset and declares that she is to blame for everything, every bad thing that has ever happened to Christina, citing the fact that she was the one who encouraged Christina to date Kiefer in the first place as proof, though Sonny tries to comfort her and convince her otherwise.
1: In September 2010, Alexis gently warns Brooklyn Ashton that getting romantically involved with Nicholas would be a bad idea. On November 5th, 2010, Sunny is discovered to be the one who planted the bomb in Johnny's car and is confronted by Christina, who realizes that he only did so to protect her, forgives him, and finally reconciles with her father, which Alexis witnesses. Their relationship, she's the one that's going to have daddy issues like crazy. Seriously. So that was Alexis from
0: 1996 to 2010. We have to break her up into two parts (laughs) because we still have... 11 years left to go of 25. Yeah. So join us next week as we do part two of Alexis, which would be 2011 to now, but then join us on Monday
1: as we do this
0: week's recap. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye.
1: If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier 54 podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review.